Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 10 Minutes in the Field. This past week has really been awesome. I have met a really good teacher of the word and one that has spent some years in, uh, in ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a lawyer on the show, a lawyer that turned out to be a church planter. What's interesting is that when John and Christy Page were starting World of Life in South Africa, the church they landed at in South Africa was one of the churches he helped to start. Dr. David, you're welcome. Thank you, David. Good to be with you. It's always great hosting an MSEC. And uh, now on this show, we have people of different career paths listening in today. Help us understand, how does one start out as a lawyer and then end up planting churches? And uh, before you answer that question, tell us briefly about yourself. How did you come to the Lord? Just simply share with us your story. My parents were led to faith in Christ in the late 1950s. Uh, they were led to the Lord by the postman, so the guy who delivers the post, the mail. And they became part of a Baptist church, and so I was born into a family that had become Christian. It was neat because on Sunday nights they always had a children's program. And normally the children's program involved some kind of missions story, telling stories about missionaries in Burma or uh, Africa or something like that. As an American that was very intriguing. When I was four years old, there was a very clear explanation made to us. Um, you know, the question was asked, now children, why do these people go to foreign lands to tell people about Jesus? And so she explained the gospel and she said, have you really made that decision? This was November 1964. Wow. I was four years old. <laughs> and I went home and I, I went to my mom. This is in the upstairs. I can still mentally remember. And I said, mom, I, I want to ask, I want to, I don't know if I said, I want to ask Jesus into my heart or if I want to pray to accept Jesus. I don't know my exact words, but mom said, you need to speak with your father. So I talked to dad and we knelt down beside my bed. I still remember what the bed looked like and the bedspread and I prayed to receive Christ. I knew that God did not like this bad stuff inside of me, in my heart called sin that made me do bad stuff. But I heard that Jesus then died for all of my sins and that if I asked God, he would take all of my sin and place it on Jesus and I would be clean, which I thought was pretty cool. So that was age four. I was baptized eight, uh, four years later at age eight. And then at age 16, um, I, and I really didn't have much in the way of doubts about my salvation. A lot of kids do, but I, I didn't. But at age 16, we had this revivalist come through our church. His name was Bob Doom. That's a pretty good name for a revivalist evangelist. Scared you to death. Doom. Doom. And so he gave a challenge and he said, look, if you want to tell God whatever, wherever, whenever, I give my life to you to serve you in whatever way you call me to. Why don't you come forward? And I did. A friend of mine and I went forward. I didn't know exactly what all it would look like, but I thought I'm worth, it's worth dying for Jesus. It's certainly worth living for Jesus. So I went to university, met my wife there, started out in radio television, switched to history, became a teacher. My wife and I were both high school teachers after we graduated and got married. And, uh, but I became involved in politics. 
Oh, yeah. We registered thousands <laughs> of Christians to vote, and we were educating them on the issues and who to vote for. Not telling them, but just, you know, these candidates believe in these issues, and they take their stand in this way. And So we got a lot of push from Christians. Why don't you run for office? And I didn't feel at peace with that. A couple of my friends did, and they're still in office now 40 years later. But um, I decided... I needed more education, so I wanted to go back. Either to, and here's a pivotal point. Mm. Was I going to stay a teacher? Was I going to go into politics? Was I going to go into ministry? Because I really wanted to serve my, the Lord with my whole heart and life. Mm. Or should I prepare for politics by going to law school? Well, I took the law school exam, and I did well, mm. and I got some scholarships. And so I went through law school and became a lawyer in Philadelphia, which... Americans will snicker because a Philadelphia lawyer is supposed to be kind of a dishonest <laughs> lawyer, but they are, they're tough and they fight for you. At that time, there were 30,000 lawyers in Philadelphia, so I, I didn't stand out, I'm sure. So we were, in a, um, we were in a big church, 950 people, and I had just graduated law school. They put me in charge of the kind of the college and career, so 18 to 28 age group. And we brought the Bible study out of the church building and into our home. And it just grew and grew and grew. And that is when I started to develop this love for teaching God's people, mm. God's word. Mm. And I thought, rats, I want to do this. And yet I was in debt for law school, so I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so I spoke to my pastor about it. And he said, well, Dave, do you ever see yourself in ministry one day? And I said, well, not as a not as a pastor. Mm. I don't see myself as a pastor. He said, well, well, what? I said, well, maybe a church planter, maybe a missionary. Uh, my wife had grown up as a, a daughter of a church planting missionary in Europe. So we had thought about that. He said, well, I'll tell you what, while you're practicing law, why don't we train you and equip you to be ready for whatever God has you? Interesting. Yeah. That's amazing that a mm. pastor would say that. And so he said, we're starting a Bible Institute. I mean, like serious courses with thick books mm. that you have to read and we'll have tests and everything. Even though it's not accredited, it'll just be for your learning and for your improvement. Then you can also meet with one of the pastors one or two days a week, maybe for lunch, just talking about real life and ministry. Mm. And then thirdly, we'd like you to stay involved with the college and career group. We'd like you to serve as a deacon, serve as an elder, teach adult Sunday school. Mm. So in other words, head heart and hands, mm. all three of them, which was a great lesson that I learned. Well, after seven years of practicing law, wow. um, the guy that I replaced handling this college and career group, mm. he and his family came back from this place called South Africa. Mm -hmm. It was 1993. He said, we are coming up on the first free election in South Africa. Apartheid is over, but the place is going nuts. There is crime. There are murders everywhere. But people think that maybe tomorrow I'll get to meet God because I'll be dead. <laughs> and so they were turning to Christ. People were coming to Saving Faith. The guys were planting three and four and five churches at the same time. And they said, we need help. We can't keep up with the spiritual fruit that's coming in. Won't you guys consider joining us? Well, I had just paid off the law school debt. Nice. So we were free. And I thought, you know, guys... We can always go you know, out into the jungle and we can live in a hammock. But a woman's like, excuse me, we have a house and we have children to bring. 
And so I thought I was going to just be real quiet about it. But my wife said on the way home, so what did you think about that invitation to come to South Africa? And I said, yeah, wow, that's really, <laughs> really amazing, huh? Yeah. And you and, flip back the question and say, so what did you think about it? No, <laughs> I just stayed quiet. And she looked dead at me and she said, let's go. And I just was like, you are kidding me. You are willing to move your household and your kids? Yeah, no, we had seen some videos and it wasn't third world Africa. It was emerging world and it was a first world city. And we could probably make this transition. The churches we were planting were in the urban suburban areas. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be like a huge shock for us. So we prayed about it. We fasted for a week. Mm -hmm. And then in the end of 1995, we landed in South Africa. So Awesome. That was one year after the World Cup. At least I remember that. That's course. right. Everybody, <laughs> Invictus, right? The movie. Everybody was talking about mm. South Africa winning the Rugby World Cup and Mandela was president and uh, it was good times. However, uh, we used to have, at that time, we had a thousand car hijackings per month at gunpoint around Johannesburg. Home break-ins, uh, we lived in a house where we had seven crime incidents in one year. But God kept us safe, and there was a lot of spiritual fruit. That church that Word of Life began at, yep. Santon Bible Church, that grew from 80 to 160 in three years, and almost all that growth was new converts. If you'd like to support the ministry of Word of Life here in Rwanda, kindly visit www.give.wol.org slash location slash Rwanda. And this link is in the description below. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.